0: My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of FatCo, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At FatCo, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. saying, oh, yeah, when you're finals MVP, you're not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. One day, the disrespect will stop. But until that day, I'll be singing his high praises. No matter where I shall be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prideful Takes podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride. Got a packed episode in store for you guys today. Marlon Vera takes a win, decides to knock Dominic Cruz's style. I'm going to explain to you why he's a idiot for doing that. Every divisional leader... In baseball is not made the same. Remember that. I will go through each divisional leader. I will tell you who I have faith in, and who are just placeholders. Uh, place and also, dummy of the day, I got one, and it's gonna get vile. But before all of that, in the intro, you hear about Goat James. Matter of fact, I don't call him Goat James because when you're the greatest player of all time, they call you something else. LeBron. He signed a two-year max contract uh, or max extension to remain with the Lakers, has a player option for the 2024-25 season. So now the question is posed: what should be the expectations for both LA and LeBron James? So, before I talk about LeBron, let's talk about the overall Lakers. Uh, on the same day that their season. Their entire season was, uh, the season schedule was dropped. That's when LeBron decided to re sign. Um, and I said, didn't all the division leaders lose yesterday? I think so. I'm like 100% positive they all did. No, 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 not all of them. Because I, I think the Cardinals ended up beating the Rockies. Yeah, so. But I know I know the the Yankees had lost. The Dodgers had lost. The Mets had lost. I can't remember whether or not Houston had lost. But I know I know I know there was a couple. Of, there were some losers. Um, but I, no, not all of them did. It would have been crazy if all of them did, though. But um, for the Lakers, they dropped the Lakers schedule. Now. Their schedule is kind of funny. It's very entertaining. So, so far, it's going. To, it's going to be. They're gonna open up the worst part of it. They're opening up against the Warriors. So, lol. After that, and by the way, I'm I'm starting regular season. I'm not talking about. Preseason because who cares? So these are their first 10 games. These are their first 10 games Golden State, Clippers, Portland, Nuggets, Timberwolves, uh, Nuggets again, Pelicans, Jazz, Cavs. I believe that's 10. They're obviously going to get smacked against Golden State, right? And with how this roster is presently constructed, they're probably going to end up losing. And their first seven, I can, uh, I can honestly imagine this team going 0 and, zero and seven. For me, the only, the only team that's a maybe that they could potentially get is Portland. That's it. Minnesota, and I'm not that high on Minnesota at all, at all. I think Minnesota has a has a legitimate chance of beating the Lakers. The Nuggets, I think, will clear the Lakers because you're having a Michael Porter Jr. who they're now you're seeing him kind of start playing more defense, he looks good. He looks good, so he's starting to look good. You got a Jamal Murray coming uh, coming back as well. Obviously, Jokic, you know the deserving MVP. I don't care what anybody says. Clippers, you're gonna have Kawhi Leonard coming back. I mean, it's it's just it's gonna be yet another rough season for them. Now, what to expect from LeBron James? I expect another MVP caliber season, and I believe LeBron James is gonna end up breaking, uh, or passing Kareem, um there are some depending on their games um they actually broke it down that if lebron averages if i'm mistaken for the for for him to beat it against the boston celtics he would have to average 27 points per game for uh, for him to end up uh, uh passing kareem um against boston uh i think the clippers is a little after that so i think it was like 26 or yeah about 26 25 points per game um but there's a thing. I mean, obviously, in his, in this, I LeBron James is winning MVP. I'm sorry, I, talking, I think LeBron James is winning MVP. I'm not going to, I would not be surprised if he goes out there and averages 30 again. I wouldn't, honestly, I would not be surprised. But I, not only will LeBron James end up passing Kareem, he's going to end up 100%, in my opinion, winning an MVP. It's going to be for naught because if you see what else he has to deal with around there, he doesn't really, you know, you know, God knows, you know, you got Russell Westbrook for year two, whoop-de-doo. AD can't stay healthy, right? And then if you look at this roster, sure, it's an okay roster, but okay isn't going to do anything for you. So good luck, LA. You're going to need it. You're going to need all the luck in the world. I mean, as a Boston fan, take care of LeBron. Cause after LeBron leaves, bro, I'm gonna go back to wishing nothing but the worst when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Marlon Vera needs to go home. Um, and this past weekend, uh, in UFC Fight Night, it was headlined by Marlon Vera and Dominick Cruz. Um, Marlon Vera ended up knocking out Dominick Cruz. Um. In the f- in the fourth round, ended up knocking him out. In the in post fight uh, conference, he ended up saying some interesting things. Was knocking Dominic Cruz, saying how supposedly uh, his his style is out of uh, it's an out of date style. You can't win with that style. Things along those lines. In essence, and it's kind of funny because if you watch the fight, Dominic Cruz was dominating Marlon Vera and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. I think Marlon Vera had three knockdowns, but the sad part about it is for every knockdown he had, Dominic Cruz immediately got up. He was outstruck the entire fight. Let's just call it what it is. Every, Every part of the fight he was outstruck. So for him to say that is kind of funny. But there was also something that he kind of initiated, if that makes sense. And a lot of people has been taking this this stand. Um, So obviously, Marlon Vera, um, he basically started saying, oh, this outdated style. Look, by the way, I see you. uh, Yuki says thoughts on the Sussex schedule. I will touch on that in a moment. But he says that his style, his outdated style only works against guys who aren't that good. Basically attempting to discredit everything he did. Everything he did. So we're going to pretend Uriah Faber is is trash? Are we going to pretend that he beat Demetrius Johnson? Are we not, we're not allowed to talk about that? And the funny part about it is Marlon Vera, for him to come out and say all this stuff, let's I mean take a look at who he's last fought. He and, and, and in my opinion, this is this is the funny, this is in my opinion, absolutely hilarious. These are some of the guys he fought. Um, I'm gonna go back to 2020. He beat Sean O'Malley, which in my opinion, not a lot of people really have that much faith in him. Lost to um Jose uh, Jose Aldo, okay. Beat um he ended up beating on the on uh, a fight night against a Korean Zombie and Dan Ige. Uh, he beat Davy Grant, who's who was unranked. He then beats an old Frankie Edgar. He beats a Rob Font who lost all his luster because Rob Font was on a two fight losing streak heading into it. And then you got a nice knockout after you were getting dominated by Dominic Cruz. If you look at this, congratulations. If you're gonna knock Dominic Cruz's like his record stuff, who like look who you're fighting? Look 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 who look who you're beating. You're beating an old Frankie Edgar. You're beating an unranked guy. And you're ranked. You're ranked. You're being an unranked guy, and I'm supposed to bend over for you? What am I supposed to do with that? He then goes on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. And this is by far the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So he starts off by saying this. I respect 1000 respect him for what he did and him referring to Dominic Cruz. I said this in the press conference. He made Bantamweight cool. He was the name that brought up all the uh, brought up the Bantamweights. When he was a champion and was fighting other people, he was fighting all right guys. He was a cool guy making a name for the division, but I think the reason there's a gap between 125 and 135 in terms of names because he was a WC champion, came to the UFC and got the belt. Even when he was injured over the years, no one forgot about it. He comes back against Takaya and was phenomenal. Then he then he broke uh he broke something, comes back, beat Dilchal. That's amazing. But I can't bring out any emotions or respect once we're fighting. This moron literally just contradicted himself. This low key, this low IQ idiot contradicted himself. Because, oh yeah, you didn't do anything. Like let's let, let just again. You didn't like according to like like. Again, in the same passage, he fought all right, guys, right? And then he trying to say he was in the WEC and basically came over to the USC and immediately got the belt. Well, no shit. You're an idiot, Marlon Vera, because back then the, the the UFC didn't have this lower weight class. So when they bought the WEC, which was a lot of the of the of the lower uh, the lower weight classes that you see now. They were like, we don't have any of this. So they just moved it over. It's the same thing with what they did with Ronda Rousey. It's the same thing. They didn't have the weight class, so they just gave it away. Only difference is on the final night, when it was eye favor versus Dominic Cruz, it was said, this is going to be the final, this fight, whoever wins this, is the final WEC champion, and will be the first ever UFC band. So it's like... You you don't even know what you're talking about. But again, then he goes and say, you fought, oh, you fought, all right, people. And then he sucks him for what he did against the Kaya. He calls that phenomenal. Then he comes back and beats Dillashaw, and he calls that amazing. So you just name two guys, and that's dumb. He then goes, he wants to clarify what he said about very low level. Quote, I'm going to explain a little bit when I say the low level thing. Talking about fighting technique, it doesn't matter what your style is. We've got a guy like Israel Adesanya. He's very flashy, he's very technical, but has a real solid base. His technique is sharp as fuck and he's really flashy. With Dominic, the movement that he does, me and my coaches, we think that's a low-level style to do, um, to do MMA. It's our opinion, it's not a fact, but maybe we prove it, uh, prove it of the way that we finished him. But I wasn't talking shit like he sucks. I don't think he sucks. It's the movements, um we uh we don't think work for MMA because there's kick, elbows, knees. There's so much more you can run into. Um, yeah, you make a little trick, sure, but he's not having a good base. Again, to say basically what he's saying, elusiveness is a bad thing to have. I'm gonna say it one more time. And 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 this this horrible style, this bad base, all this garbage that he's spewing out. Ready here, the absolute kicker of the entire situation. He was losing to a bad style. Let me say that one more time. He was losing to a bad style. A bad style. You gotta do better. You gotta do better. I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to be rude or anything, but like, when, when someone says stupid stuff like that, with a straight face, and then contradicts himself constantly, again, I'm, I'm gonna say it again. He fought all right, and again, this is the, in the same paragraph he's talking about. He's fought all right, guys, and then is sucking his performance against Sakaya. And uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Trying to act the WC was filled with bums. But you ready to hear the funny part that he don't want to mention? Because he goes, oh, he oh, for got... The guy that you lost to earlier, Jose Aldo, was in the WEC. But you don't want to talk about that. 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 Lucas has thoughts. On the Celtics schedule, honestly, I'm not mad. Not mad at all. Um, and the month, uh, because we start what October eighteenth, I think is is the first game. Yeah. Yeah, so we play opening um, Opening night, right? Uh, we play Philly um, in the month of October. Um, we play Philly, Miami, Orlando, Chicago, Cleveland, and Washington. Dad, that doesn't faze me at all. Um, in November, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, Memphis, Detroit, Denver, Detroit, OKC, Atlanta, New Orleans, Chicago, Dallas, Sacramento, Washington, Charlotte, um, Miami, um, which starts rough, kind of, um, except for the New York and Detroit. OKC would be, I, I don't care what anyone says, OKC is going to be tough. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to go out and say that they're worst world stopper, uh, but I, I, I would be, you know, don't take them lightly. Um December is where it's going to be kind of rough. We start with Miami. Then we got Brooklyn, Toronto, which I think Toronto is going to be a, go- a good team. Then we got Phoenix. Then we got Golden State. Then we got the Clippers, the Lakers, Orlando, Orlando, Indy, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Houston, and the Clippers. So outside of a couple few games, a lot of them are going to be rough, especially the Clippers. Um. Because we're going to have a West Coast trip. Um, Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, and Lakers, all those are on the road. Um, January, it's going to be Denver, OKC. By the way, I'm saying the teams in the actual order. Uh, Denver, OKC, Dallas, San Antonio, Chicago, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Charlotte, Golden State, Toronto, Orlando, Miami, New York, and Lakers. I think it's a solid, um, that's a solid month. Um, Not too hard. Uh, The hardest team we'll probably face is going to be obviously Golden State. But after that, you know, I think Denver, we can beat Chicago. I have no fear in them. Brooklyn, I'm all right with. Um, And then we got the low-tier teams like the San Antonio Spurs, the Charlottes, the Orlandos. Um, February, it's going to be Brooklyn, Phoenix, Detroit, Philly, Charlotte, Memphis, Milwaukee, Detroit. Then after that, it's going to be Indy, Philly, and New York, which, um, again, solid month. Um, sure, we got two tough teams in Brooklyn, and well, I don't know about Brooklyn, but in terms of Phoenix and, and uh, Memphis, but and also Milwaukee, but then again, we also have bottom feeders that we're going to end up playing, like New York, Detroit, and Charlotte. Um, then we got March. Uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn, New York, Cleveland, Portland, Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, Sacramento, Indiana, San Antonio, Washington, Milwaukee, and then the Jazz. Um, I think this is honestly one of our easier months, uh, the month of March. I think that's going to be one of our easier months. Um, We play Brooklyn one time um, in Milwaukee. Outside of that, there's really no other team that I'm concerned about. Um, Minnesota, I don't think Minnesota can beat us. Uh, Utah's going to do a full blown rebuild. Andy's going through a full blown rebuild. Washington don't even know what they're going, what they're really doing. Uh, Sacramento is Sacramento. San Antonio's going through a rebuild. So I think March is going to be our easiest month. Um, and then in April, Philly, Toronto, Toronto, Atlanta. Um, I think those will be solid. So it's our schedule. Um, I, I, some, some solid, uh, some solid stuff. Um, you know, um, but like I said, I, I believe December will be our hardest month. Um, and then I, if I had to pick one, I'd say I, I would go with March being the easiest. Um, I says, didn't John Jones, uh, come back to UFC or stuff? He was supposed to come back. Um, he was supposed to come back in heavyweight. I don't know what the hell he's doing. God knows, man. Uh. Gonzo says I'm ready for UFC 278. I am so ready for that, bro. Um, and it's it's weird because Usman and Leon Edwards aren't getting the hype that I thought they would, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, Klan tag Oz name Ziploc. If you're listening, Ziploc to Colt Frankie, you can't even weigh. What a time to be alive. AP says, Why did they stop that UFC reality TV show? Well, the thing is, the um, I think the one you're talking about is the ultimate fighter. Um, basically the ultimate fighter is just there to a kind of, you know, bring up new stuff. Um, but also it's really there for the coaches. It's over. Right. Because the two coaches who were fighting was Juliana Pena and, um, uh, and Amanda Nunes. Right. It was the rematch. They already had that. And then on the fight night, all the winners of, you know, like the, the, the final matchups from the ultimate fighter kicked off. So it's 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 a season thing, right? So they end up stopping, and then eventually they'll throw someone out, right? If you know, if John Jones comes back, they'll probably do John Jones, Francis and Ganu, and they'll be like, Oh, yeah, let's do that, you know. So, but yeah, it's it's just a seasonal thing. Um, as long as you're talking about the ultimate fighter. Uh Yuki says your secondary is going down the drain. We're not talking about that right now, man. It is horrible. Um, Malcolm Butler couldn't even, I mean, it was supposed to be, oh, yeah, you know. He's going to be all nice. But it's okay to stay healthy. Why did we bring him back, Dana? Why did we bring him back? MLB, we're going to chit-chat a little bit about some of the division leaders and who do I think is legit and who do I think is just a sad sack of shit. Uh, Frankie says, guess what I'm doing? I can tell, Frankie. I can tell what you are doing, brother. Hanging out with Aaron Hernandez. What a time to be alive. Uh, so we're gonna start in the American League, the Yankees. Um, I I've said this to Frankie multiple times because he's the president Yankees fan, and I genuinely believe it. The New York Yankees will find a way to win over 100 games, will win the division, and somehow still lose in the wild card. And by the way, Yuki said, um, I just heard the Reds uh, Reds uh, player due to surgery. Yes, it was um Joey Votto. Yep, um, good old Joey Votto of uh, the. 97 year old grandpa what a time to be alive um he ended up having a surgery um I believe it was like a torn rotator cuff It was something I had to do with a shoulder so he's out for the year um but I honestly in my opinion I don't I don't trust the Yankees and the reason why I don't is this happens at, it's been like this the last few years every single time after the the after the All-Star break it's the injuries it's the lack of poor play it's Aaron Boone doing the Aaron Boone stuff where he's just standing there looking like a poor man's Jason Garrett it's the pitchers can't find location it's all of a sudden the guys that you expected to step up haven't stepped up and this has been a it's been a thing honestly it's been a thing since that old nucleus of you know, led by Derek Jeter, Mark Teixeira, Jorge Posada. When all of them left, and you kind of had to hand it over to the young guys, they they don't know what to do with it. Like, you can, there's no leadership there, right? Like, they're kind of solely relying on talent. And sure, that can win you games. Oh, by the way, Yuki says, oh, I mean, nucleus. I'm sorry if I misspoke, dickhead. But uh, the when the old nucleus left and you kind of had to hand it over to the next generation. Unfortunately, they didn't really know really what to do, right? Which is the which is the reality of it, right? Like if you look at every any other team, you know what I mean. And and Frankie makes a good point. They take the uh, the the uh, Bronx Bombers, they take that name uber serious. They take that way too serious because now what you're seeing what you're seeing now is what happened last year. Now they're starting to rely too much on the we got to hit home runs and win. Home runs are cute. They really are and sure they help you win. They don't help you win if you're only hitting solo homers. That doesn't help you because when you're playing a team and they got 3 runs and you hit a homer, that's great, but it's a solo shot. You're still down by 2. And now the next guy up has to hit that. And then you got guys like Glaber Torres, who everyone was like, yo, we got to trade him. We, like last year, we got to trade him. Yeah, give the benefit of the doubt. And now he started a slow. So honestly, and again, I might be a little biased, but in terms of actual legitimate contenders, and I've said this from the beginning, I've never taken the Yankee series at all. I never did. You know what I mean? Uh, Frankie says, we beat the Red Sox uh, because we did something they didn't expect punts. I mean, look, the problem is right now, every time the Yankees face any type of adversity, they fall back into their old habits. And, and what I mean by that is they end up being like, all right, we're down. We now got to go do what we do. We have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. Those two should be, you know, home run hitters, right? Now you guys are relying on Josh Donaldson to do it. And Josh Donaldson is not really a guy who... His baseball IQ is not that good. It's It's just not that good, right? So he'll... It, it, he'll fall into the trap of, you know, homers, homers, homers. Uh, Frankie, so I'm just saying that's how you win: get runners on and find ways to get them home. Um, butt sacrificing hit, like, come on, they forgot to play baseball. And honestly, no. But the thing is, Frankie, they didn't forget to play bat, baseball. They're just playing their baseball, like you said earlier. And and this is really what it comes down to: that whole Bronx Bombers. They really did. Not only did they take that to heart, but now they're trying to always be that so it's almost as if when they win they want to win because they're hitting home runs they don't want to win Because well, you know, let's 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 go get some some good hits Let's 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 be smart Okay, let's 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 be you know You know kind of like what you're saying Let's work some bunts right if you're struggling for example for me if you're struggling I'm not gonna pull you out. You know what I'm gonna do? All right, let's lay down a bunt. Give me a solid bunt, right? We got people, we got guys on base. You're struggling. Put me a, give me a bunt, and let's see what. And, and it's and if it's okay if you're not making it to first base because you're bunting, you got runs just going in position. But the problem is that option is very rarely available. Because everyone is swinging for the fences. Andrew Benintendi says he's got there is trying to swing for the fences. When has Andrew Benintendi ever been known as a home run threat? Never. Now he's even, he's trying to do that. When Anthony uh, Anthony Rizzo, who when they got him, when the Yankees had gotten him, it was like, Anthony Rizzo is type of dude, he likes contact, right? If If he can get that, if he can get the homer, We with it. Now guess what? Now guess what? Dude's batting at a 220. Why? Because he's trying to swing for defenses. I don't know what it is. But all the guys that we looked at that are, that we look at as, you know, they got good plate discipline. They get to New York and it just vanishes. It vanishes. It's like completely and utterly gone. Like DJ LeMahieu was supposed to be this this world-saving guy, he's he, he's batting a solid 279, sure. But 279 for what for everything that he was built for the Yankees, that's not enough. At least he's worried about contact. So yeah, you can't really come at him too too hard. But it's gonna be the same old thing. As soon as they get to the playoffs, they're gonna rely too much on the whole Bronx Bombers thing. And honestly, it sounds cool, right? Listen, when people have that cool nickname for a team, it, it's cool, right? But sometimes when you overly rely on it and you basically try to become the nickname, that's a problem. Just because they call you the Bronx Bronx Bombers doesn't mean you got to try to hit. like r- Pump the brakes. I understand you want to break, you know... Barry Bonds' home run record—that's fine, but at what exp- at what expense are we talking about here? What expense are we talking about? Frank says Donaldson, uh, Donaldson is playing ass. Hicks forgot how to play baseball. Both sides of the ball. Uh, Torres is swinging at everything. It's seriously pissing me off. Uh, you heard the tone of my voice earlier talking about them. No, it was you—you you were upset, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. I really don't. Um, and then refer to the Bronx Bomber. It's cool, but it's annoying. Again, it's a cool, it, it really is. It's a cool nickname, right? Especially when you throw it the BX. It's cool. It really is. But the problem is, like you said earlier, they're trying to play up to it. And now you got contact hitters swinging for the fences. If I told you Anthony Rizzo would be, swing, would be batting under a 220, you would call me a damn fool. You would say I'm lying. But he is. And you see it, you see it when he's at the plate. He's he's chopping at it. He's we wants it. And that's the bad part, bro. You can't you you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. So for me, I'm this is gonna be controversial to some people. I'm calling them pretenders. I I it's 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 just the same thing. And these are just the if 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 these are the guys hitting in your eight, nine spot that are struggling, that's fine. But you got guys that's supposed to be your thing. This basically outside of Aaron Judge, the Yankees are falling apart. Outside of Aaron Judge, at this point, Aaron Judge is the only person you you can look at and go, "You, I, you, 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 good, you good." That's it. Outside of Aaron Judge now, and Frankie, if I'm wrong, come at me in the comments, bro. Let me know but outside of Aaron Judge, I don't think anybody is safe. That's just me. And I'm including I'm including Aaron Boone in here too. I'm including Aaron Boone. Because ever it's been, and it's been more magnified ever since he took over as the manager. The second half of the year, it's always a catastrophic situation that and then when you guys end up going to the playoffs, it's a whole it's a whole debacle. It's a whole debacle. It really is. Right tonight they play the uh, tonight they play the Rays. Right, they're on a three game losing streak. They play the Rays, then they got a four game uh, four game uh, stand against the uh, the Blue Jays, and then after that they play the Mets twice. It's gonna be something very critical. It's gonna be very critical for the Yankees to get it together, because if you if listen if you lose. If you can end up getting swept by the Rays, but bounce back to get it together against Toronto, that's cool. That's one thing. However, however, if they can't, it's it's fi- it's going to be time to finally move on from Aaron Boone. It's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be a whole thing. You know, because Yankees fans are not, Yankees fans are like Lakers fans, right? It's like cool, yeah. We we you know, you're you're giving the Swiss the regular season now. Convert that into a championship. That's that's just how the Yankees have always been, right? It's kind of get, good. You are you, you winning you're winning one hundred, hundred five hundred, ten games the regular season. Cute, it's adorable. Now, can we convert that into some hardware? If you can't convert it into some hardware. And they're not going to move on from Giancarlo Stanton. You're not going to move on from Aaron Judge. Right? The other guys you'd be willing to move on aren't really moving the market like that. There's one guy you're going to have to look at. And it's Aaron Boone. It's Aaron Boone. Because you made the moves. You made the moves. Especially the one with Anthony Rizzo. You went and got Anthony Rizzo. And all of a sudden, now he's changing what he is. It's a problem and the central, the Cleveland Guardians. I, without a shadow of a doubt, look, this is a solid team. I, I, I do like this team, I really do like them. Um, I I, I I do enjoy them, you know what I mean? Uh, Shane Bieber, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a Cy Young candidate, but he's still pitching very well, still pitching very well. However, with all like, and again, Carlos Correa. I, I I love me some Carlos Correa, right? This this team has been able to, you know, gel and you know be, be great. Oh no, hold on, no, I said Carlos Correa. I'm not Carlos Correa, I'm sorry. Don't don't listen to me. I'm talking about uh Rosario. Why did I say Carlos Correa? I'm dumb. Um but I, I'm talking about Rosario. I, I, I do like him. He plays short. I, I do like him a lot, right? Uh Yuki says, How the fuck are the Cleveland's leading division I have to change their whole name? Well, I mean, listen, Cleveland is a solid team. They really are. But notice what I said. Solid. Right. Um, if if you really look at their division, this is the division where it's them. Minnesota is kind of nipping at their heroes, only a half game back. Then after that, it's Chicago, the White Sox, which again nipping at the heels. After that, it's Kansas City and Detroit, which kind of fell off. In my opinion, not a single team from the Central has a legitimate chance. That's just me. Now, in terms of being contender, they are the definition of pretender, right? They're basically just there only because you you need someone from the AL to win so you can send them to the playoffs. That's really it. Right. Um, again, I like Cleveland. I really do. But like I said, the Cleveland Guardians, I don't think, in my opinion, it's, and it's, for me, the pitching sometimes can get a little inconsistent. They've hit some rough patches here and there because of uh, because of their pitching kind of selling them a little bit. Um, Minnesota, I do like Minnesota, but again, I, I just, I don't, you know, they, they just lost one of their starting pitchers. So that's going to be a problem. Um, and for me, if I if I look at this roster top to bottom again, I I like them, but in my opinion, there's nothing really to love. So I, I without a shadow of a doubt, I I gotta call them pretenders. Uh, Al West, the Houston Astros, um, begrudgingly, I have to call them legit. J- uh, Justin Verlander is having an AL. Um, Cy Young type of year. Like this dude is 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 just utterly phenomenal. Uh, Framber Valdez is starting to get it together, right? So now he's starting to kind of fit his 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 role, right? So now he's starting to kind of be like, all right, I'm 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 good, I'm solid. Um, eleven and four. Um, with a two point seven three ERA. Right. So that again. You got, and, so his uh, Justin Verlander, 15 and three with a 195 ERA. Framberveld does 11 and four with a 273 ERA. So th- those those are, that's heck of a one, two, right? Uh, I, Luis Garcia, I like him. My only thing is he can sometimes be a little inconsistent. When he's on, he's on, but when he's not, it's a problem. You uh, still so got um Jose uh, Jose um er- 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 Quitty, um eleven and four, three point six nine ERA, solid, right? Um, I'm I'm liking they got solid pitching, very respectable bullpen, right? Um, Jose Altuve having a solid here, solid. Um, they just got the trade to go get Trey Mancini, yeah. so. They're, they're bolstering themselves up, and they also got Christian Vasquez. So, if Martin Maldonado needs a date night off or something like that, you still got a respectable catcher that you can, you know, throw out there. Um, uh, Guriel and Bregman both be respectable. And, like, again, I, I, I think top to bottom, this is a very, very, very good team, extremely good. And I like them, I like them a lot. Um, can we compare the Astros to the Patriots? No one can ever be compared to the Patriots. No one is ever that good. So let me just get that out of the way. Um, in terms of the NL, the New York Mets um, and the NL East, I'm going to call the New York Mets, I'm going to call them contenders. And here's why. When the New York Mets had yeah. lost the lead to the Atlanta Braves, they had like a, uh, I think it was like 11 game lead for the division, uh, ended up choking it to Atlanta. But, I was very curious when Atlanta took, I was like, I want to see how the Mets are going to respond. Are they going to go, okay, cool, whatever it is, what it is. And just kind of roll over. Or are they going to fight back? And for me, that was going to determine for me, whether or not I can take them serious. That that was because they had the talent, right? They have the talent. But if, if, if you're not able to bounce back when you need to, that's a problem right? So, I mean, you, you got, you got solid pitching like uh, Chris Bassett. You got him. You got one of, uh, one of the best closers in all of baseball, if not the best. And, and, at the bare minimum, he's pitching like it, Edwin Diaz, right? Clearly you got Jacob deGrom and you got Max Scherzer, right? So clearly those guys don't need anything. Taiwan Walker, is pitching great 10 and 3, 3.36 ERA, which is very respectable, right? And now, if you want to look at the um, with the bats, uh, you got Sterling Marte is looking real good, right? Francisco Lindor is obviously Francisco Lindor, right? Having having a very respectable year. Pete Alonso, right? Brett Beatty is having moments here and there where if you need him, you know, you know he, he's occasionally have stepped up when they need them, especially in like pinch-it type of situations. Um, it, they got the talent. For me, it really came down to when they lose a the division lead, how are they going to react? And now they're leading the division. They basically took it and was like, we're good, we're chilling, we're vibing. We're going to get that lead back, and we're basically going to act as if this didn't happen. Because of that, I'm going to call them contenders. I know it's weird calling the Mets contenders. I'm trying to, you know, I want to focus on what they're doing now. But I, I think it's fair to call them contenders. Um, and the NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, this one is going to be interesting. So they have a very solid, very solid pitching staff, Uh they got Adam Rain White, Wayne Wright, uh, three point two seven ERA, pretty solid. Uh, and their trade, they got Jordan Montgomery, which you know I, I I thought that was a solid pickup, middle of the pack guy for them, uh, 3.37 ERA. Um, believe it or not, Yadier Molina, even though offensively is eh, defensively still holding it down. You got Nolan Aronado, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, and then again, they got Albert Pujols DHing, which honestly, he's not that bad at the DH, he's bad about 250. Not bad, not bad at all. Um, I'm gonna call this the Cardinals contenders, but I'm gonna call them dark horse contenders. I'm gonna call them, I'm gonna basically put them the same way that we put. The the uh, the Giants from last year, right? Where you look at, it and you're like, they're a good team. They're a good team. So I'm a cover contenders, but dark horse contenders. And the last one, uh, the Dodgers. I, I don't even top to bottom, the best roster in all of baseball. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not even gonna go through the whole hoopla of trying to list off who they are. Uh, they they're contenders. I don't even think that's even close. Final topic of the day. So the thing I want to start doing now. Is the dummy of the day award. Basically, people board just dumb and need to take a L. I'm here to give it to you. For today's, it's all due disrespect. The dummy of the day award goes to I wish I had a drum thing, but there's only one guy you can, well, I don't want to say guy. There's one group of people you need to give it to. Okay. Russell Westbrook fans, yeah. is there a situation that's been going on for a while? Yeah. A situation that unfortunately people don't get I've had people look me in my eye and tell me with a straight face that he's great. And when I ask them why, when I ask them why, right? Explain to me, tell me why you think he's great. Explain to me why. And they always go back to, oh, well, a few years ago he had an MVP. Okay. And a few years ago I was a virgin. Okay. Stuff happened. I am no longer that same young child, right? I get cheeks, so no longer virgin. Okay, I get cheeks. All right, Russ is bad now. Point blank, end of story. End of story. If I gave you his numbers without a name. You would say that this young kid has a lot of growing up to do. Spoiler alert, it's not a young kid. It's a veteran on his last legs. And I mean last legs in terms of quality of playing. I'm not gonna give him a, a oh well he tried award. No. You either do or you don't. If you play horrible, you're you're playing horrible. Take that L, move on with your lives, and find some other clown to defend. Because uh, I'm, I'm done wasting my time. Follow us on Twitter, at Prideful Takes. If there's any news you guys want us to talk about, please feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook, at Prideful Takes, and also on YouTube, at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. As always, go to FatCo.com, use discount code PridefulTakes. get 15% off all your organic skin care needs. Check us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the PridefulTakes podcast. Your boys on TikTok at PR underscore Pride 22. For all the stuff that doesn't make it onto the show, I put it on there. On Facebook Gaming, Pride Gaming 22. I'll be live tonight at 10 with some Warzone. I hope to catch some of y'all there. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys spending some time with me. I will be back here on Friday to talk more shit about your favorite team. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo battle. Quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking, it's out. 2 show. Hey, Otani. Center field, let's watch it go. Did several of those inside locations.